Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at His Hard Line. Let's go! from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the host with the most. They are the ones in charge. They are in the captain's chair and at the helm behind the wheel. Therefore, they are steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Line. Today is Monday, June 19th, 2023. It is Monday, June 19th, 2023. And you are listening to an episode of His Hard Line, episode 562. And it is titled Mandatory Masculinity. What? shall we do and then we'll be actually having a reading out of first peter chapter two out of the five chapters so we will be doing a reading out of first peter chapter two today so i hope everybody that is a father out there i hope everybody had a good father's day but before we get into that i guess let me get in my daily disclaimer first because well you know there's a lot of karens and darens out there and so i have to say this remember as i always stay periodically on this podcast i'm not a doctor i don't wear a white coat i don't play one on tv i'm not a financial advisor a pastor priest deacon or biblical scholar or a bar lawyer nor hold any title of nobility <gasps> and i do not give out legal advice i am also not the official face or voice of the national state or county assemblies additionally i do not advocate for violence and i am my own man and the opinions thoughts and statements are of my own unless i reference other materials so there you go to all the karens and darens out there so anyway i hope everybody had uh as far as the fathers i should say first off i guess i will i will word it like this i hope that all the real men out there who actually father their kids had an excellent father's day weekend so happy father's day belated to the real men who are the dads to their kids and i say that for a reason because anybody can be a biological dad right anyone could be a dad anyone could be a dad but it takes a real man to father the children again it takes a real man to father the children even if you're not a biological father even if it's a stepfather because you know you got to raise a child up right alongside with a good mother of course you know that's part of the recipe and in the middle of that recipe you got to have a strong foundation of God being centered at the heart of it all. <clears throat> you know, it seems as if today's society, which seems to be infiltrated by a bunch of woke people, right? It seems to be infiltrated by woke culture. You know, they're doing everything in their power to, to, to destroy the man. And to destroy masculinity and to destroy the traditional warrior, right? They're trying to destroy the spirit of God. And therefore, they're trying to, by doing all that, they're trying to destroy the foundational cornerstone, which I believe is required to build a prosperous and a strong nation. 
Now, why do you think they try to promote masculinity as toxic masculinity? You know, they don't. Here's the thing, guys. Like, I thought about this all day today because the thing is, they don't want warriors standing up to a tyrannical and dictatorship type of government ran by communist pieces of garbage. You know, they don't want that. They don't want you standing up to them. They don't want critical thinkers who can solve problems when confronted with, you know, with everyday conflict. They don't want opposition who will strongly stand up against them at every turn. They don't want that. That's the last thing they want. More importantly, you know, they don't want a strong foundational family unit centered around God with a strong moral foundation because a moral and virtuous people would never allow evil to reign over our society, or at least for very long. So again, why do you think they're trying so hard to dedicate a solid month, you know, to this freak show we call the LGBTQ movement. Oh, Jason, that's not very woke of you. I don't care. Hey, Alvin, do I care? <laughs> exactly. He knows. He knows I don't care. They dedicate one full month to this freak show. Jason, that's not very inclusive. Yeah, well... Tell me why there needs to be one full month dedicated to acting abominable and putting this crap out in front of our faces when veterans get one day, when moms get one day, when fathers get one day, when our deceased soldiers get one day. Yeah, but Jason, there's Black History Month. Okay, we're not talking about Black History Month. We're talking about the LGBT. I guarantee you, if we had a White History Month, for the record, Oh, that'd be racist. That's white supremacy, guys. You can't have white history month. They got black entertainment television, BET. But I guarantee you, if we had a WET, white entertainment television, <laughs> let the litigation fly. <laughs> can't have no wet TV. Only bet, not wet. Sounds weird. Yeah, Liz and Ella says it right here. They got Women's Month, but no Men's Month. See, that's what I'm talking about. The war on the white male sickens the hell out of me. Again, this is why the show is called, well, I guess in the title here in Podbean says TBD. I didn't change it to uh, Mandatory Masculinity, but uh, that's why the title of the show is Mandatory Masculinity. <laughs> Nancy's like, there's a Women's Month? <laughs> I honestly didn't know there was a Women's Month either, Nancy. Don't feel bad. I knew there was a Gay Pride Month, and I knew there was a Black History Month. I had no idea about Women's Month. So don't feel bad. You're not the only one I didn't know about it. But again, why do you think they try to dedicate a solid month to this freak show we call the LGBTQ movement? You know, why, why do you think they are trying to normalize drag queen freaks around your children and promote the idea that it's okay to feel like you're a different gender and legalize the mutilation and chemical castration of children for the sake of transgenderism? Get the hell out of here. Define a woman, Liz Anella says. Well... A woman, to me, is defined as someone who has feminine wiles, uh, you know, beautiful, soft, silky hair, uh, fair complexity. Uh, as far as body type, doesn't matter because everybody's got beautiful, different body types. But overall, I think the feminine wiles is really what ultimately defines a woman, you know, the uh, femininity. Oh, the indoor plumbing counts big time. Uh, if you got outdoor plumbing, that's a big, hard no. <laughs> you got outdoor plumbing, but call yourself a woman. Uh, I don't care how much feminine wild you think you got. Uh, nah, we're going to have a hard pass on that one. <laughs> Rietta says, hello. Plumbing is super important. Yes, it is. Outdoor plumbing does not go well over here at the Jones household. But I'm serious, you know, why do you think they try to promote this chemical and mutilation, this chemical castration of our children? You know, because here's the thing, let, let me just, and I've talked about this numerous times and I'm going to hit on it hard today. 
for, for in honor of Father's Day for yesterday. And, and I, I'm sorry I wasn't on the air yesterday, but I decided to take a time to myself. And, and oh, for the record, before I continue on, I should let you know, uh, because I am definitely eating my words. Um, you know how I ate all those crumble cookies like a week and a half ago or so? And I said I was dealing with some severe back pains because of the inflammation. And remember my stupid mouth said, oh, I have no regrets and I do it all over again. Yeah, no. Truth is, guys, I would not do it again. I have a ton of regrets and I'm still feeling it. Uh, It's starting to get better. Thank God for nettle tea and shaga mushrooms. Uh, or I should say Shaga uh, mushroom tinctures I bought when we were in Traverse City. Yeah, that was expensive. 35 bucks for a little, you know, brown bottle with a dropper in it. But it's supposed to help with inflammation. I've been drinking a ton of nettle tea. Um, and it's going down. But uh, needless to say, I definitely, definitely hurt myself. And yes, I have a ton of regrets. And no, I will never do that again. I Lesson learned. I think God was trying to humble me, saying, no, you're supposed to take care of the body temple, Jason. Oh, wait, no, no. In fact, if, if, it, if God was actually talking about this is what he sound like, uh, Jason. Uh, yeah, God. You know you're supposed to take care of that body temple. You only, got, you only get one. <sighs> yeah, I know, God, but those cookies were so good. I don't care. Those cookies are bad for you. They're filled with sugar, and they're crap. Right, duly noted. Yeah, I'm not doing that again. That sucked. That sucked big. I'm still hurting. So um, I figured I'd correct the record just so you guys know. Yes, I regret it. And no, I will not be doing that again. Because the my, my trip to the water park with the kid absolutely hurt. But anyway, so back to the topic. You know, the thing is, guys, they don't they don't want families growing up. They don't, or excuse me, they don't want families growing, I should say, because, you know, they do everything in their power to destroy reproductive ability. And those who don't destroy their reproductive ability, they're severely assaulted morally and mentally by, by being, you know, by, by being pushed in the direction of trying to feminize men however they can. But remember, make no mistake, it's not just the men that they're after. They, these evil demons, they go after everyone. And they want, you know, they want little Susie Q to feel like it's okay to have a relationship that's not platonic with other females, right? It's okay, little Susie, if you feel like you want to kiss another little girl. That's okay. That's what they want to push. They want to push the idea to little Johnny. Hey, Johnny, it's okay. It's, it's, it's normal to like little boys such as yourself. You know, it's, it's okay, right? Well, how do, how do they accomplish this so easily? Right. Like, how do they accomplish this so easily? Well, one of the biggest things on how they accomplish this, that, uh, how they accomplish this is by trying to eliminate the father. Right. Taking the father figure out of the household and overall out of the equation within society, because why it allows a communistic and tyrannical overreaching government to play daddy by offering benefits to single moms who have children in the household. And they basically reward single moms for keeping the dad out of the household that's how that works this way they can form children the way they want by pushing any agenda that they feel necessary in these government-ran schools which i like to call indoctrination systems and this is how ladies and gentlemen this is how they brainwash a society into a line of thinking which will allow the control and complete takeover of a nation by the unrighteous see if the father is in the household None of this nonsense would be taking place. In fact, you know, this is why a strong family unit is heavily discussed in the field training manual 2000-25, which was, you know, what released to the Army by the War Department, which we covered at great length last year and, and, and still continuing. In fact, let's hear what this father has to say before we get into the Bible reading. Listen to this real quick. This is, this is very interesting. 48 seconds. Here we go. Convicted child offender Jack Reynolds did an interview where they asked him what sort of characteristics did he look for in a child before targeting them. And he said, more important than the characteristics of the child, he looked at the characteristics of the family. The first thing he mentioned was that if he perceived the father to be a threat, he stayed away, which tells us a few things, dads. One, you better be a threat. 
But two, you better be present enough in your child's life to where they know you're a threat. And I would say it tells us one more thing that's very interesting. There's a lot of people right now that seem hell-bent to have sexual conversations with our children without our knowledge. Those are the same people telling us that the very things that make you a threat are manifestations of toxic masculinity. So maybe we shouldn't listen to those people. That's right. Maybe we shouldn't listen to those people because those people are a bunch of freak show sickos. The same people that try to push this toxic masculinity crap is the same people that are trying to attack our kids sexually. Do you see how this works? Do you see how this works? Real quick, let's get into the reading, the Bible reading. Again, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1-25. through 25. We're going to talk about the inheritance through the Christ, uh, blood of Christ. Starting with verse 1. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. And if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as to a living stone rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore it is also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone elect precious and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, they stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him, or the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light who once were not a people, but now are the people of God, who not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Beloved, I beg you as soldiers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether the, to the king as supreme or to governors, as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable if because of conscience toward God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth? Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return? When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Who himself bore our sins in his own body, on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. And that is the reading of First Peter chapters 1, excuse me, chapter 2. Hold on one second while I adjust my seat. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely still feeling it, guys. My back hurts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I will never eat junk food again. No, thank you. No, thank you. Wow, that sucked. Okay, so a little summary here. So 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 25, it touches upon various themes and instructions for the believer. Now, here are a few key points that we can take away. Now, verses 1 through 3, 
believers are encouraged to lay aside malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking, right? So they, they should desire the pure milk of the word like newborn babes in order to grow spiritually and experience the Lord's graciousness. Now, as we look at verses 4 through 8, Jesus Christ is described as a living stone, right? Rejected by men, but chosen by God. And believers are also referred to as living stones being built into a spiritual house and a holy priesthood. And through Jesus Christ, they can offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. And so it's emphasized that those who believe in Christ will not be put to shame, but while those who reject him stumble and are disobedient. Now, verses 9 through 10. Believers are described here as a chosen generation, right? A royal priesthood, a holy nation, and God's special people. And they're called to proclaim the praises of God who has called them out of darkness into his marvelous light. And previously, not a people, but they are now the people of God having obtained his mercy. And so as we look at verses 11 through 12, that kind of shows us that believers are urged to abstain from fleshly lusts that wage war against the soul. And their conduct among the Gentiles should be honorable so that when others speak against them, their good works may glorify God. That's right. As we kind of delve into verses 13 through 17, that is describing the believers are being instructed to submit to human authorities and ordinances for the Lord's sake. Now, this includes submitting to the king and governors, as it also aligns with God's will, and believers are encouraged to do good and silence the ignorance of foolish men while honoring all people, loving the brotherhood, fearing God, and honoring the king. Now, verses 18 through 25. The instructions are given to servants, which at that time would be considered like today's employees, right? to be submissive to your masters or your boss, right? With reverence, even if they speak harshly to you, right? Even if you have a horrible boss, enduring unjust suffering for the sake of conscience toward God is seen as commendable. And believers are reminded that Christ suffered for them. Remember that, leaving an example of how to respond to mistreatment. And he didn't sin, he didn't retaliate or threaten to, you know, he didn't threaten them, but he entrusted himself to God who judges righteously because he knew. He knew exactly what was going to come on the other side of all of this. So through Christ's sacrificial death, believers are healed, therefore return to the shepherd and overseer of their souls. And that's a beautiful thing. So this chapter overall, it emphasizes the importance of spiritual growth while believers identify in Christ and honorable conduct before others and submission to authorities and responding to mistreatment with a Christ-like behavior. So there you go. Now, before I get into a little further in this discussion, I want to play one other audio here. Actually, I got a few pieces of audio here. So let me play this one first. Um, this was interesting. This is a, a clip that I found on YouTube uh, as a Lebanese man, uh, explaining what he learned growing up without a father. Let's listen to this real quick. Stay tuned. Great from uh, Lebanon. Hey, me too. I'm, I'm Lebanese. <laughs> my mom too. We left before the civil war, but I'm an only child. My mom uh, is a single parent. Never wow. had a father. Let me tell you something. When uh, you lose a father, you become a man. But when you lose a mother, you become an orphan. Wow. My mom died. Uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, and I've been an orphan since then, and I never had a father, never felt the difference. So if you didn't grow up having a relationship with a father, what are your values as a father, basically? Well, look, there are two schools of life. Some tell you if you have been abused, you're going to do the same thing in the future. And the other school says if you learned what you were missing, you would make sure you would never miss it. And that's what I made sure for my kids. They would never miss a father. So I coached them when they played baseball for 10 years. I'm always present. I worked hard, but I was always there on the weekend, the trips and all that. And they remember me as uh, as always being there. So to me, my reaction was like, don't do what, what was done to you. Wow. Isn't that cool? I find that very interesting. There's two schools of teaching, right? The one school that shows that, you know, you'd basically do what was done unto you right? As you were growing up. The other school is, you know, remember what you didn't have basically, right? Remember what that feeling was and, and, and do something different. Break that, 
that cycle. I thought that was amazing when he said that. I was like, wow. I'm like, that really is so true. Because, you know, you got to remember the presence of a father in the home is of vital importance for children in general. Because fathers contribute to fathers contribute to various aspects of child development. We need to remember that, right? Including uh, emotional well-being, right? Academic achievement, social skills, and different, you know, other, you know, overall life skills and outcomes. And and overall, you know, fathers serve as a ro- as role models, right? Providing guidance and support, and they play a unique role in shaping their children's identities, right? I mean, shoot, my kid is parroting everything I say, which means I have to be extremely cautious now of what I say. Because this kid, she wants to be just like me. I don't know why. There's nothing special about me. But this kid wants to do and say everything the way I do it and say it. I mean, she wants to be like me, say things like me, and hang out with me every waking moment when I'm home. I mean, I love it. But it's like, damn it, now I really got to be accountable for what I do and say. And it sucks, guys, because I have an immature mind sometimes. Uh, I don't know if you know this about your fearless leader here on the His Heartline podcast, but I can be an overgrown child. Just just saying. <laughs> Shut up, Alvin, if you can't tell by that stupid chipmunk laugh. But no, I'm serious. You know, I mean, I, I really got to watch my P's and Q's. You know, um, you know, because research consistently highlights the positive effects of a father's involvement on children's cognitive and emotional and social development. And that's why I freak out sometimes because I really want to make sure that my little girl is a little lady as she gets older. You know, I, I don't want her growing up to 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 having uh, I don't want to say the wrong values. I know she's going to get the right values, but I don't want her growing up um doing things that might be socially unacceptable, you know, uh, unacceptable, unacceptable that I sometimes might think is funny. You know what I mean? Uh, Cause you know, like I said, you know, most men were overgrown children. I mean, really for all you women out there that are married to a man, I don't care if they're 20 or, or, or 60, we're all overgrown kids. Yes. Thanks Rietta for, for reminding me like eating a dozen cookies in a week. Yeah. And not just any cookies, crumble cookies, which are like mini cakes. I appreciate you rubbing that in my face. That, that that was that was pretty cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know you will not let me forget that. I know you guys you guys are relentless, man. <laughs> you guys. Well, I guess there's no other way to get a whole, you know, have accountability than having a Jewish mother guilt trip all the time. Like, remember that time, Jason, when you ate a dozen crumble cookies and you felt like crap? Yeah, we're gonna keep reminding you of that. <laughs> Don't need diabetes at the age of 36. No, sir. But, you know, expanding further on the importance of a masculine father figure, right, in the home. Because, again, we need mandatory masculinity. And I'm not going to sit here and say behind this mic that I am the king of masculinity and I'm macho macho. No, I mean, shoot. Look, I'm a macho guy when needed. And, uh, you know, I will turn up the heat. If you get in my family's face and you threaten them or I see you, you know, being posed as a threat, it's it's game on. Uh, you might not live. But, you know, overall, if I'm at a, you know, in my old days, if I was at a bar, I was never one that really wanted to pick a bar fight. I was never one that wanted to start crap with anybody. In fact, we got honest to be quite honest with you guys. I hate fights. I absolutely cannot stand a bar brawl. I can't. Nothing good comes out of it. You end up getting a lot of people ticked off at you. You get kicked out. The good time just went sour. I just, I never liked bar fights. I never liked fights in general. I just, that's not my, that's not my thing. I like to keep a low profile. I like to have fun, have a good time. I'm usually that guy that likes to make people laugh again, because I'm an, you know, I'm a bit of an adolescent. So I like to crack jokes and, you know, be kind of the center of the party. I don't like being that guy that likes to be like, hey, what are you looking at? I'm going to bust your chops if you look at me the wrong way. No, that's not me. Ah. But there, there, there does come a time where it's needed. There does come a time where it is needed. And so, you know, having a masculine father figure in the home, it, it's crucial to acknowledge that children benefit, really, they really benefit from uh, 
having exposure to a diverse, you know, to diverse gender roles, right? And perspectives, because while both mothers and fathers bring valuable qualities to parenting, the presence of a masculine figure provides unique benefits for children's development. Well, how so? Well, here's a few reasons why that a masculine man is needed in the household. Again, gender identity and role modeling, because a masculine father figure provides a tangible representation of masculinity. Allowing children to develop a um, a healthy uh, understanding and uh, you know acceptance of gender differences, right? Because sons can learn particularly from their fathers on how to navigate the world as males, uh, understanding appropriate behavior, right? And develop positive masculinity. Again, notice I said positive masculinity, not toxic. Now, daughters, on the other hand, they observe and learn from their fathers on how to establish um, healthy relationships with men and form expectations for their own future husbands, right? In fact, let me play this audio piece I found. This was interesting, too. Listen to this. Um, Talks about passive aggressiveness in boys and a dad's impact on their behavior. Give this a quick listen, too. Maybe every single boy still has aggression in him, still has this desire to be rough and tumble. But when they haven't been given the opportunity to be rough and tumble with the dad because dad has been declawed and defanged, and now this young boy has been declawed and defanged, it shows up as passive aggressiveness. What would happen if you took your boy at a young age and put him into jujitsu? You put him into some active sports where there was combat, there was conflict. You would now have a young boy who's more confident and capable. You would now have a boy who has tested himself against others in his age group and knows his capabilities and capacities. You would have a boy who knows how to give feedback in a scenario where there's conflict. But when that boy has not experienced any of those things, he grows up to be a man-child who is passive-aggressive, a nice guy, backstabbing, unable to communicate his thoughts, emotions, and feelings, and soon gets put in this category of, oh, he's a nice guy, but I wouldn't date him or marry him. That's right, or marry him. He's a nice guy, but I wouldn't date him or marry him. That's exactly what it would be. But you got to have a healthy balance. So that kind of brings me to point number two. So balance and complementary parenting, because the presence of a masculine father, listen to this, guys, okay? Again, <laughs> this is why they want the father out of the home. They want masculinity out, because the presence of a masculine father figure complements the nurturing and caregiving qualities typically associated with mothers. Because fathers often bring a different parenting style, emphasizing discipline, independence, and risk-taking, which helps children develop resilience and self-confidence and problem-solving skills. You see what I'm saying? Because when they are confronted with everyday um, conflict, they learn how to problem-solve. But again, it's like I said at the beginning of the show, these people, these demons in government, that the fact that they don't want critical thinkers. They just want mindless, useless drones. That's it. They want yes men. That's it. So the complementary parenting styles of mothers and fathers offer a balanced approach to child rearing and providing a range of perspectives and experiences. Now, here's point number three on why a masculine father is very relevant being in the home. Because emotion. For, so here's a, here it is. Point number three, emotional and social development. See, fathers play a crucial role in their children's emotional and social development because they tend to engage in more physical play, which promotes the development of motor skills, coordination, and emotional regulation. Fathers often encourage exploration and independence. I mean, this is one of the things that me and my daughter started doing when we went to the cottage just a couple weeks ago, starting to fish, teaching her how to cast a fishing line. Playing baseball, throwing the football around, getting her hand-to-eye coordination on par. And let me tell you what, this kid, she's no tomboy, but man, she she can she can you know she can roll with the best of them. Let me tell you. And so, you know, by allow you know by by doing all of this, you the, the the father allows children to gain confidence and assertiveness. And so, additionally, father's involvement has been linked to higher levels of empathy and stronger social skills in children. Point number four on why a masculine father figure is really important in the household. 
relationship formation and communication. What? Yeah. Because the presence of a masculine figure in the home allows children to witness and learn healthy relationship dynamics firsthand. See, in the very beginning, my communication skills absolutely sucked with my wife. Absolutely sucked. It was comprised of a lot of yelling and argument, and there was really no listening, and really it was just one-sided, I'm right, you're wrong, that's it. But now we got God centered at the heart of our marriage. That's very, very important. Ladies and gentlemen, we got God centered at the heart of our marriage. And now there is a level of communication that never existed. So guess what? My daughter gets to experience what proper communication looks like. She gets to see what a man looks like when he listens to his wife, right? She gets to see how the dad responds or how mom responds, right? Rather than all this constant arguing and never listening and it's always one-sided and I'm right, you're wrong, right? No. So fathers who engage in an open and respectful communication with their partners model effective communication skills and conflict resolution and problem-solving strategies. And so these observations provide children with a blueprint for forming healthy relationships in their own lives. It's very, very true. And so it's basically overall, in a nutshell, it's important to note that the benefits of a masculine father figure present in the home, it, 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 it does not solely rely on biological fathers, by the way, because the positive role models look like many different things. Positive role models look like stepfathers, grandfathers, uncles, or even family friends. I mean, it, it just, it, you know, they, they, they come in all forms. And they can contribute to children's well-being and development. And so the key is having a responsible and involved masculine figure who actively participates in the child's life, provides guidance and fosters a loving and supportive environment. Now, I want to play two, um, I want to play two more audio pieces. One of them has a bad word in it. I'm going to try to bleep it out. But this is from a movie called Boys in the Hood. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen it. It's a it's a good movie, in my opinion. It does teach a lot of good lessons, but it's called Boys in the Hood um, with Cuba Gooding, I believe his name is, or Cuba whatever. I can't remember his last name, but I uh, uh, forgot who else is in it now. Um, there's some big name actors in there. Arsenio Hall, I think it is. But anyway, it's a good movie. It's called Boys in the Hood. So let's listen to this one because there is, the, the, yeah, Cuba, yeah, thank you, Cuba Gooding Jr., yes. Um, And there's some really good scenes in this movie that exemplify what a good father is. Even being a single black father, he he, he exhibits what, uh, what an actual father should be. Listen to this, okay? First scene. All right, Trey, I got to lay down the rules of the house. It's the same thing as weekends, you remember? All right, then what are they? Clean the bathroom, sink, floor, and tub. I got to clean that tub? Yeah. Clean my room, water line. Dad, can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. What do you have to do around here? I don't have to do nothing around here except for pay the bills, put food on the table, and put clothes on your back. You understand? No, I don't have to pay no bills. You know, Trey, you may think I'm being hard on you right now, but I'm not. What I'm doing is I'm trying to teach you how to be responsible. It's like your little friends across the street, they don't have anybody to show them how to do that. They don't. You're going to see how they end up, too. I'm glad you're here, Trey. You're a prince, you know that? Yeah, you're the prince, I'm the king. <laughs> right now, the king says it's time for the prince to go to bed. So, get yourself together. I'll see you in the morning, okay? So, that was one scene that I thought was absolutely awesome, that I felt like was uh, appropriate to play for this show. Now, the next scene, which is the last audio piece. Now, this one has the bad word in it. Not a big, not a big one, but I'm going to, it's, you know, the D word. 
but I'm going to try to bleep it out. It's about two minutes long, but this is really, really a really good fathering moment. So let's listen to this. So tell me, are you a leader or a follower? Hmm? I'm a leader. Okay, then. What's the three rules? Break it down for me. And hey, think before you answer. Oh, I got it. Always look a person in the eye. Do that to respect you better. Two words, never be afraid to ask you for anything. Stealing isn't necessary. And last one I think was, to never respect anybody who doesn't respect you back. That right? Yeah, yeah, you got it. What do you know about sex? I know a little bit. Oh yeah, what little bit is that? I know. I take a girl, stick my thing in her, and nine months later, a baby comes out. <laughs> you think that's it? Basically, yeah. Well, remember this. Any fool with a can make a baby, but only a real man can raise his children. I wasn't but 17 when your mother was pregnant with you. All of my friends was dropping out of high school, hanging out on corners, in front of liquor stores, getting drunk, getting high. Some of them was robbing people. Some of them was even killing people. You remember my friend Marcus? Yeah, he got into robbing people. Wanted me to come along and join him, but I was like, nah, man, getting ready to have a son. I knew you was gonna be a boy. Anyway, I wanted to be somebody you could look up to. And that is a father. That is what a father is. Somebody who wants to be someone who their kids look up to that's what a father is and so for all the real men out there it doesn't matter if you're a biological father if you're a father who adopted or you're a stepfather or you're a grandfather or you're an uncle taking on your nephew or niece because of certain circumstances or whatever the case is or no matter who you are being a father doesn't mean they come from your bio, you know, your biology. Being a father means you're being there and shaping them and guiding them and providing a moral groundwork for them to build up off of when they get older into their, you know, into their adult years. That's what a father is. And so, and like my wife just said, family doesn't mean blood. That's right. And my wife would know because, again, she was adopted herself. So blood biology does not mean squat at all. I do have a song here that I found. It's uh, called Dad. It's uh, by Tyler Wood. I'm going to play that here, but we're going to do a prayer first. So Heavenly Father, We come before you today to lift up all the dedicated fathers who tirelessly work to provide for their families and raise their children with love and wisdom. And we thank you for the gift of fatherhood and for the important role that um, these men play in shaping the lives of their children. And and, and I want to say thank you for giving me my family and my child, our child. When the medical establishment told my wife and I we weren't even supposed to have kids, but yet you granted us this miracle in this gift. Thank you. God, we grant we, we ask that you grant strength and perseverance and wisdom to all fathers as they labor to meet their needs of their families and help them find fulfillment and joy in their work, knowing that their efforts are making a difference in the lives of their loved ones. And bless them with patience and kindness, because you know I need patience, Father more than anybody here, Uh, but bless them with kindness and understanding as they guide their children through the ups and downs of life. And may they lead by example, showing their children the values of honesty, compassion, and integrity. 
Give fathers the wisdom to prioritize their time and balance their work responsibilities with quality moments spent with their families and help them create a loving and nurturing environment at home where the children feel safe, cherished, and supported. Now, Father, we also ask for your guidance in equipping us as fathers with the tools that we need to be positive role models. And, you know, and we ask that you instill and, and, and you know, that everything that we have in us that we're able to instill in our children that sense of purpose and that sense of, you know, that, that resilience and uh, the importance of faith. And so in moments of weariness or doubt, uplift, uplift us, if you could, with your grace and remind us of your uh, profound impact that you have on, you know, you know, that, that you also have, that we have on our children's lives. And, and we ask that you surround them with a, you know, a community of support, encouraging them in their journey of fatherhood. And we offer this prayer for all the dedicated fathers, expressing our deep gratitude for their selfless love, sacrifice, and unwavering commitment to their families. And Rietta adds to the prayer, Lord, we are so blessed by our dads. You, Lord, are our ultimate father, and we are so loved by you. Thank you, Lord. And thank you for the example that you give us to be parents. And please give the children of this world people who love them and let them feel your presence. And in Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. I really appreciate all of you being here. And and, and I do appreciate your patience, by the way, for, for dealing with the inconsistencies with the show. I know it's been kind of rough, uh, especially so far in June you know, between assembly stuff and we got our election stuff that we're doing in our assembly. I mean, we've been doing more phone calls lately and between family stuff and home stuff and doing yard stuff and sometimes working late and vacation stuff. I mean, it's just, it's been getting very, very busy, but I'm trying to still maintain a sense of regularity here with the show. Um, so I should, let's see, tomorrow's Tuesday. I don't think we have anything out of the blue tomorrow. I don't think. Um, I never, I never can tell until like the day of, then all of a sudden somebody's reminding me, Hey, by the way, we got a phone call at seven o'clock or seven 30. It's like, ah, oh, man, dang it. I'm like, all right. You know, so it, it's going to be kind of a busy summer. There's a lot going on in the assembly. Um, uh, don't think that because I haven't talked much about the assembly that I'm out of it. I'm not out of it. In fact, I'm very much still involved more than ever. Um, I can't really give updates. I know somebody was asking about that. It's, uh, there's a lot going on. I'll just say that. That's about all I can say. Um, no news is good news. We'll just say that. No news is good news for right now. Okay. But there's, there's definitely a bad faction of people and their, their, their wheels are falling apart. There's a lot of bad people that are, again, we, this is nothing new. We already know this. We know who these people are. There's a lot of bad people trying to take this down. And their wheels are falling off the rails, all right? They're, they're just, it, things are falling apart for them, all right? And now it's just a matter of whittling away these freaking scumbags. So, again, you haven't heard me talk a lot about it because uh, I can't. There's a lot that needs to take place. All right. Remember how all this started years and years and years and years and years and years and years ago, back with the Restore America plan back in the 50s. Remember. All right. Remember, this all started militarily. This all started with good men and women who have a love of country. So just it's a it's 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 been a ride. It's been a ride. We'll just say that it's been a ride, but it, but God's got this. Like we seriously, like God has this. I promise you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's going to be all right. So anyway, so I, again, like I said, I say all that to say this, I do apologize for the, you know, ups and downs and the random, sometimes random cancellations of the show. Uh, I promise you, once we get into, you know, once we get past the election stuff and we get into July, it should kind of smooth out a little bit for July for the most part. Then it's going to get a little chaotic in August again. Just FYI, August is probably going to look like June where it's going to be random up and down. Right. And then it should start normalizing again once we get into September. So uh, just kind of give you an idea of what to expect. But this show is not going anywhere. 
uh, we, I tell you guys, I, if I could just share with you, I, I, I wish I could, there's not enough time right now. Cause I'm trying to stick within an hour, but you know, gosh almighty, we've been on, under such spiritual attack. My wife and I, um, nothing we can't handle, you know, but some really crazy crap, but, uh, you know, spiritual attack and physical attack, you know, just, you know, just mentally, physically, emotionally, just, it's been nuts. Um, and so I, I say all that to say this, please keep our family in your prayers. If you could, please. Um, I do ask that because the, the, the battle's real guys. And I don't say that tongue in cheek. I'm not saying that to say, you know, make it look like, oh, we're, you know, we're taking a lot of, you know, a brunt force of, 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 of blows. That's not the case at all. But I, I do want to say that the battle is very much real. And I know a lot of you guys out there are probably dealing with a lot of evil crap and spiritual warfare in your own lives. In fact, I know you are. You know, and yeah, Rietta says it right. When, when you are being attacked, that means that you are on the right track with God's direction. That's right. So. We got this, you know, we just got to keep up our faith and keep up our armor and keep, you know, keep the conversation going with God and always seek the face of Jesus and ask him to be in our heart daily. That's very, very important. So again, to all the real men out there who father their children, whether if it's their children or not, to all the real fathers out there, this song goes out to you. It's called Dad by Tyler Wood. Let me switch this over on clout hub so they can hear it too on timer a backbreaker giver not a taker made sure nothing was missing so we could have everything you didn't a patient teacher strong steady leader firm handshaker never met a stranger tough as steel hard to go it took a while but now i know all the little life lessons but you never expected a thank you, a pat on the back You did what you did, no questions asked I could never say enough Through the downs and the ups You carried the weight so we'd have a good life Raised us with love so we could fly Anyone else would call you Superman But I'd just call you Dad A spirit lifter, problem fixer, words of reason, there when you need them, calm you down, set you straight. Yeah, I appreciate all the little life lessons, but you never expected. A thank you, a pat on the back, you did what you did, no questions asked. I could never say enough through the downs and Questions asked, I could never say enough 
through the downs and the ups. You carried the weight so we'd have a good life, raised us with love so we could fly. Anyone else would call you Superman. Call you dad. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. forget to check out the website www.hisheartline.com and if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly go to www.national-assembly.net that's www.national-assembly.net it's time to get active ladies and gentlemen let's go Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.
answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Don't be rude. You are fake news. Go ahead. You're not a nice person. That's true. But actually, I am. I think I am a nice person.